Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 2 through 9. He began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed some seed fell on the path, and the birds came up and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and sprang, it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, let anyone with ears to hear listen. This has been the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. I shared it last week, but I'm going to share it again. This quote. Legacy. What is a legacy? It's planting seeds in a garden that you never get to see. Those are the words written by Lin-Manuel Miranda on behalf of Alexander Hamilton in the musical Hamilton. So while these precise words were written fairly recently, the metaphor of planting seeds is ancient. Naming that heartbreaking truth that the things that we do in life may not have an effect that we will get to experience. But that's what leaving a legacy is all about, creating something for future generations to benefit from. Now, often when we think of leaving a legacy, or if you were to Google leaving a legacy, most of the ideas that come up from that are financial. Raising questions like, are you investing in the right ways and places to be able to give your children and grandchildren a solid financial foundation from which to live? Or are you using your wealth to be remembered for what you have contributed to the world? My husband Jimbo and I have been considering this by default these last several months. Many of you know that Jim's mother, Janet, or as we affectionately call her, Grandma Jay, has been living with us for the last year and a half. She has dementia. And when she first moved in with us, we didn't have to be with her all the time, but it has gotten to a place where we are with her all the time. She can't do much for herself anymore. It's really difficult. Now, Grandma Jay has some money, and actually she worked really hard her whole life to be able to secure a future for her and for her husband, who has now passed away, 
to make sure that they were taken care of and that they were not a burden to their children and grandchildren. My husband, Jimbo, who has the financial and medical power of eternity, has the responsibility and burden of deciding how much and when to access money for her care. You'd think it would be easy. There's money there. But it is this whole kind of balancing act around, but there's not an endless amount of money. How do we make sure she's well cared for for the rest of her life? It just has been an exhausting balancing act. Jimbo has two brothers that aren't comfortable making these decisions but are sure watching Jim to make sure they know what he's doing in deciding these things. And she tried her whole life for none of this to be a struggle. And yet, there are some super tough decisions that Jim is having to make, and it is exhausting as a family. That is not what Grandma Jay would have wanted her legacy to be. It's a difficult struggle these last few years. Now, even though she doesn't usually remember who most of us are in the house, I tell her from time to time that she is and was the most wonderful mother-in-law that anyone could ever have. That's her legacy. Her legacy is laughter. She used to have the most buoyant, distinctive laugh. You could hear her from a mile away laughing. Her legacy is time spent with family. She's the oldest of six siblings and often was the one to incite or organize family reunions and get-togethers. Her legacy is caring for her grandchildren. She would make very special time for each one of them. Kind of the older grandkids, she took them all on a certain kind of trip at least once in their life, a special time with Grandma Jay and that grandkid. And for my younger ones, Jacob and Emery, the only reason I ever got through my master's degree program with two young children was because of Grandma Jay. She kept them, watched them, every time I had a class or homework to do. Her legacy is faith. I met Janet, actually, before I met my husband, when I was on staff at Loveland First United Methodist Church many years ago. She was there at the church more than I was, with Bible studies, volunteering, United Methodist women groups, helping with congregational care. She practically lived at the church. Thank you for indulging me and giving me grace to be able to talk about Janet for a minute. I covet your prayers for our family as we figure out next steps. But the reason that I wanted to share about Janet is because I think that when we consider leaving a legacy, we wisely look at those who have gone before us and done it well. And I think that's what Jesus was talking about in his parable, the parable of the sower and the seeds. Now, later in Mark chapter 4, he explains the parable. Because often the disciples were like, 
That was a great story, Jesus. What did it mean, by the way? Jesus says, the sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, they immediately receive it with joy, but they have no root and endure only for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are those sown among the thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and desire for other things come in and choke the word and it yields nothing. And these are the ones sown on the good soil. They hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit 30 and 60 and 100 fold. I think Jesus is telling us that in our lives we have been given the word or the good news of abundant love, grace, and gifts to grow and share. But part of our job is to be receptive, to be discerning, to be wise with what we choose to cultivate. In an article called Five Great Ways to Leave a Legacy, author Joan Moran writes, here are the five ways. One, support the people and causes that are important to you. Two, reflect and decide what is most important in your life. Three, share your blessings with others. Four, be a mentor to others. Five, pursue your passions because they are infectious. I think that part of our invitation and challenge during stewardship season every year is for us to consider what it is that is most important to us. What have we been blessed with and how can we share that with others? The questions for reflection then are, Where do you spend your time, your energy, and your resources? Are those the things, places, and people that are most important to you? If not, the task is to realign. As people of faith, we continually need to readjust so that the love of God, neighbor, and self are at the center of everything we do and everything we invest in. What a beautiful reminder to us then today to have a baptism, and especially a baptism of one of our pastor's children. To remember that we gather around one another as family, that we do pledge as a congregation to be mentors. Our baptism liturgy says, we promise to be your aunts and uncles, grandmothers and grandfathers in faith. (laughs) And other little ones are so excited to be able to gather around you, sweet Marlo. If that isn't a reminder for us to consider what we're doing, where we're spending our time and our money, 
then we need to open our eyes. We do this individually and collectively for the future. Shannon Alder writes, cast your name on hearts, not on tombstones. A legacy is etched into the minds of others and stories they share about you. So what stories will be shared about you? What stories will be shared about Washington Park United Methodist Church? Together we are planting seeds. We may not see the final harvest, but together we have faith that our work with one another will grow, flourish, and bless others. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.